Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOnTheTalk.com. Good morning, Allie. Hey, good morning to you, and uh, almost afternoon over here. You're an hour still. Uh, is still an hour ahead of us, or two now because of the time? No, change. no, you're an hour. Yeah, you're an hour ahead of us. You're at 11:30 right now. I'm at 10:30. So yeah, I don't think us oh, okay. change. Although, did you hear that they're petitioning? Different states are petitioning not to do the time change, and so once uh, spring, once we spring ahead, we'll just stay sprung ahead. Yeah, I wonder. I, I mean, I think initially they did that for light for farmers and more agricultural needs in the states, and that's why they changed the times. I think I, I there was a there was a business decision behind it, and it had to do with uh, farming and. I think it also had to do with uh, saving of uh, of light and, and things like that. And, it was you know, it was saving electricity and yeah, it was saving electricity and then also farming. Yeah, but mainly it was saving electricity because uh, um, interesting. I forget when it was. Yeah, uh, we in fact we just had this discussion. A couple of friends of mine and I had that discussion, and, and one of them looked it up on the internet. He he already knew that it was uh, because of uh, energy. It was saving right. energy. Uh, and right. my other friend was saying, no, 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 it was farming. It was farming. And it really was yeah. the energy. It wasn't, it wasn't oh, necessarily yeah. the farming. Although the farming, um, uh, I guess they said, he said that they, they didn't benefit from it, but that wasn't the original. Right. It was because of, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, yeah. the light. And it was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting too, like things like that, that, um, that have come into play, like even speed limits around the country and, you know, in the United States and, you know, some of it was to conserve gas, some of it wasn't. You know, it wasn't really safety issues because driving 65 or 75 miles an hour didn't make all that much of a difference. I think a lot of it had to do with gas consumption and, this, you know, nurturing uh, gas sales and so on and so forth. So pretty interesting, right? You think about there's always something behind something. I, I love those little things. I like to learn about reasoning and, and what happens and why we do the things that we do. It's like that old story, right? We always talk about the ham and why they cook the ham. You know, and, and for those that didn't listen to it, go back on some of our other calls. We talked about the uh, the, the, the holiday ham. But uh, so today is a cool call. Like I, I mean, I actually put up this really cool picture as well when I was promoting it of like this uh, magic trick. But the magic trick is you slide, you know, a, a blank piece of paper through, and you roll it through, and it comes out as a hundred dollar bill on the other side. And and uh, you know, we we talked about you know how we can print our own money, you know, legally. I mean, of course, you know, no photocopy machines or no, you know, uh, forgery or anything like that. But, like, you know, any idea, any concept and theory, like, you know, just watch Shark Tank and see the incredible ideas that come out from, like, kids from, like, eight, nine years old on up to, you know, people in their, you know, uh, senior ages, you know. And um, it's amazing to just see what we have at our fingertips. Just the real question is, are we willing to do it? That's yeah. a lot of times, you know, we get lazy. You know, we, we've chatted. I don't know if you have any updates for the listeners on your retail, if you ever put more function of thought into that yet or not really. Or, um, but I did not. Did you? I did not. Uh, yeah. Well, not, I, I did not do anything physically yet. Uh, we did start our hoodie sale. Um, I, I, uh, after we do our pre-orders on the hoodie sale, we're going to, um, I'm going to blast out all the other t-shirts that I have remaining from the summer and the long sleeve shirts from last year and also the hoodies awesome. from last year. I'm just yeah, going to yeah. blow that out so that, you know, uh, I have that money uh, to use because it's just sitting there not making me anything and, and it's already done and paid for it like you talked about before. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, utilize, like... I utilize some of that money to uh, spruce up the retail as well and, 
and uh, I plan on, you know, not the last two months of this year, but I plan on uh, at the beginning of next year making that a priority. Yeah, there are guys out there touting, you know, $25,000, $30,000 in retail sales over the holidays, above and beyond their tuition, right, because they're just selling um, all these different things, and, and we'll discuss that in, in a few minutes, but it's really all about mindset, isn't it? And it's like, for example, um, no. I had just some conversations with some clients recently, uh, and, you know, like I'll say, oh, you could do this or you could do that. And it's like, oh, no, you know, I don't want to do or I, I don't think that will work in my area or that's not really something that I want to take on right now. Um, and it becomes uh, it becomes a stumbling block, you know, that, that, rope, that wall that you have to climb over in order to succeed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, but okay, so I'm not saying that you can't do 30000 on your holiday right. sale. but. But I will say that those individuals that are doing that, um, and I'm not knocking the uh, the sale, so uh, right. But not all of it is retail. Some of it are private lessons. Some are exactly. upgrades, and that's right. rolling into and that's not retail sales. Um, so we have to make sure that we're when we're talking about these things. I know that the industry likes to throw out that, and one of our best calls ever was titled, I Can Get You 100 Leads. Right. And I don't know if you remember that call, but what that, that, that actual podcast, we talked about the fact that, you know, definitions mean a lot. A right. lead to me might, be, might not be a lead to you or vice versa. We have to define what a lead is. Um, and so we have to define with regards to, yes, I did 30000 in my holiday sale, but that's right. not all retail. Uh, in right. probably 99% of those cases. So, I, I, again, I'm not knocking it. Right. But we have to understand what's really being sold um, mm-hmm. along along with all those other things. And then the question becomes, right, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be uh, Dwayne Downer here, but then the question becomes, um, could I have gotten those individuals to buy those X, Y, or Z programs rather than Black Belt Club or leadership or whatever being at a discounted price this time of the month, if I would have had a different system in place to get them to buy it at the the upgrade price and not save any money on it, right? Um, Yeah. So that's a whole other ball of wax. Don't know if you want to talk about that today, but I just want to to set the record straight that it's not all uh, retail sales. Does that make sense? Right. No, it totally does. I mean, and and then that would be just basically category categorizing items. So, like for instance, in our Spark program, you can categorize your sales, um, and for re- for using the retail cash register, and it would basically say, you know, membership, or it would say upgrades. It might say special events, like whatever you put your category in. For me, I have apparel. I have uniforms, I have equipment, I have weaponry. Like, those are all the different categories so I can see what I'm selling most of or what's doing well. But I think the one thing that we tend to forget is that we're starting to get more and more driven into a society that's really coupon-based, sales-driven. When I say sales-driven, meaning like, you know, a discount sale of some sort that nurtures the lead. I mean, if you think about the concept of it, why else would there be these crazy lunatics waiting online all night long to get special deals and then literally killing each other by 
you know, stampeding each other and trampling each other um, to get to a TV set that's discounted by 50%. You know, like, is it that important that you put yourself, for one, I, you couldn't even pay me to stand online overnight and wait in that kind of line to save money. Um, and now stores and retail operations are getting a little bit more understanding of people not wanting to do that, so they're offering these kind of uh, Black Friday sales on the Internet. You can do it from your living room, shop around, do it everywhere and anywhere you want to go and save all this money without causing this danger and, you know, and, and the, you know, craziness that goes on. But sales, um, holiday times, depending on, you know, like when do we buy things for ourselves? You know, for ourselves, we may splurge periodically, but, but when we're forced to, and I say forced to because we really are forced to purchase, um, and, you know, these things have been commercialized, like Christmas, yeah. right? You know, um, it's, you know, Hanukkah. These things are all sales-driven machines that were made up and, and promoted to get people to purchase. I mean, it's insane. Like, I see, I was joking with Nicole last night, my fiancé, and saying, like, you know, um, Zales, I think, is the jewelry store. You know, everything is Christmas trees and holidays and snow and people getting engaged buying four or $5,000 diamonds. Like, they, they want to get you motivated and use the holiday as a source to do so. Right? Yeah, I, I, well, and, and uh, that just goes along with the fact that people buy, they buy, um, on emotion and they try to back, yeah. it, back it up with logic. And, and so I get that. I, I guess what I, all I was saying is we have to dissect what is actually being sold, uh, during this time when you say right. I did 30,000 in, yeah. in uh, my holiday sale. You know, I right. don't think sometimes, uh, what we hear as school owners yeah. is, oh, there's a separation between the retail and, yeah. um, I, you know, I sold uh, 12 weeks of summer camp, you know, at a discounted right. price. And then I sold, yeah, yeah. you know, four or five, uh, black belt upgrades and those type of things. Yeah. Um, and some people, so are doing lifetime, saying, some people yeah, are doing yeah, lifetime right. memberships, you know, and they're selling it for like, you know, 10 grand. And they sell thirty, uh, thir- three of them or five of them. You know, make fifty thousand dollars. You know, just so it really all depends on whether you have, um, and I want to say guts, um, but you have no baggage when it comes to retail or no baggage when it comes to asking questions. I mean, I had so much baggage when I started my school. I was afraid to ask people to buy a shirt that they had to wear for their uniform. I felt like I was nickeling and diming them. I would never discuss money on the training floor. I still don't really, but I might say, hey, you guys need to get your bows. But I would never be like, hey, selling from the pulpit, selling from the training area, right? But I will talk to parents and upgrade them or sell them to, uh, you know, what gear they need and so on and so forth. What better way to do it than during the holidays? Like I had a parent the other day said, I kind of probably pushed off a sale I shouldn't have. And they said, oh, I want to buy fighting gear. I said, you probably should wait and get it during the sale and then buy it for the holidays. So you're killing two, you know, killing two stones at the same time or, you know, get, killing two pieces of tofu at the same time. I hate to say killing two birds at <laughs> one stone. Right. So, so yeah, so, like, how do we how do we nurture for leads, you know, and how do we get that out there? Make sense? It does, and I do the same thing. Um, you know, I had somebody that just recently purchased the sparring gear. They were going to buy it in October. It was like the last week of October, and our sales started yeah. in November. And I said, you know, look, uh, I'm going to take your order today. I'm going to go ahead and give you the discount that happens next week because, right. um, you know, look, I know it's coming. You don't know it's right. coming. 
Next right. week you're going to go, you just charged me full price when I could have bought it last, you know, I could have waited right, one right, more right. week. Right. And uh, yeah. so I, I do those things too. I think there's a good will behind it. I think it's important to to do that and so that mm-hmm. they understand that you're looking out for their best interest. And I do Absolutely. the same thing, you know. If I have a parent that asks me, hey, what which set of the three sets of sparring gear do you think I should buy? Mm-hmm. And I say, well, you know, honestly, I, I think you should, you know, uh, you, you have to buy the the, the, the cheapest pair. You got to spend the 160 right. bucks on the cheapest pair. Right. Um, and and really, at the, when we start sparring and stuff, it's so light contact or almost non-contact that that is good enough. And I tell mm-hmm. them, I said, now w- with regards to the second set, you know, you're missing the better mouthpiece and shin guards. But if you find right. later on, you know, within two, three months, whatever. Your daughter, your son, whatever, they, they, they keep clashing shins and they're like, oh, it hurts. Then go ahead and buy the, uh, um, right, right. The, 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 the shin pads. Yeah, you're gonna pay, yeah. you're gonna pay full price for them, but it's better than wasting your money and then not ever using it or they didn't really need it in the first place. And some kids, I mean, you know your kid better than I do, Mrs. Jones. Do you think if they clash their shins, they're gonna be crying? Or do you think they're gonna be okay? Right. Eh, I think they'll be okay. Okay. Or some will go now. Well, you know, well, then you might want to do this. You might want to do this. Yeah, yeah. Year. And, and I know? love what you did, where where you gave them an option to read that it's important that they purchase the chest gear, you know, and and it's safer, right? But you don't have to get it. But if you, you know, just check this box that I told you that it was safer. I mean, it's 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 implying that they're going to put their kid in danger if they don't do it. But really, isn't that our job is to tell them how safe they can be? Like, you know, we could sell them a $2 mouthpiece or we could sell them a $20 mouthpiece. If the $20 mouthpiece is better and will be more protective to their teeth, then we should we should tell them and give them the options. I think, again, this goes back to that baggage where I have heard so many martial arts school owners. Like, the other day I got in trouble because I – I read a post and I immediately flew off the handle and said that, you know, it was ridiculous, right? You know, like, why do you say And the post was about more more from um, the mindset that if a martial arts school owner is making money, that they're a sellout. You know, the typical McDojo comment. And I said that, you know, it's just ridiculous. There are so many great martial artists that have great martial arts schools that run empires that make a fortune, but their students don't feel nickel and dime. They, they don't feel like they're being ripped off. They don't feel like they're not getting their money's worth. In fact, those professional schools that do a great job, parents are feel that they're getting way more of their money worth or the students yeah. getting way more than their money's worth, right? And if a student is, uh, is a school is running their school properly, then, heck, you know, you're doing a great job and you're creating a service that's unbelievable. I mean, you know, if a doctor saved someone's life, yeah, you might say that surgery was exorbitant fee. But you're alive, right? So you complain about it or you would say, I would have rather have died than paid that money. Like you would never say that. Even though that we're getting ripped off, that's unethical. But um but it's needed, right? So we're we're the opposite. We kinda help people, we do whatever we can, we bend over backwards to make sure that people are satisfied. And I know that's what I do in my school. It's all about customer service or student loyalty and student service. No, no, no. I just try to I try to take everybody for what they got. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know there there are guys out there like that, and then there and then I think that the minute we charge a penny, people want to somehow think that we should be the altruistic poor people because we're teachers, whether it be school teachers, martial art teachers, um, you know, preachers. You know, we're all supposed to do it for the love of it and 
free, but they have to realize that, you know, we have to make a living or else we can't do it. Right. So, so yeah. why not? Yeah, they do. Yeah, right? they, they do. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk about some ways that studios can print their own money, so to, so right. to speak. Right. Let's get down to well, some well, of these ideas. So why don't we throw out some ideas just for sales first, and then we'll go into the whole entire other area. But as I, I printed out my list of my um, my holiday you sales. You didn't send quarter. me your list. You didn't send me your list, yes. man. Now I can't talk I can, intelligent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, could, I could send it to you right now. Um, but no, uh, but right like, so, for instance, there are so many things that you and I already clarified that are maybe not retail, meaning like a pro, an object to sell, but there are other things. So, like, for example – um, repackaging or prepackaging private lessons, right? Like saying, okay, I, I sell private lessons for $100 a pop, but if they buy four of them, instead of it being $400, we'll sell it for $350. You give them some discount if they buy four or more, right? Or, you know, if they buy four, it's this price. If they buy eight, it's this price. I had a parent last year that are just finishing up their private lessons um, that they bought last holiday season. They just did their last private lesson, but they bought like 10 or 12 of them. Because he knew he was going to do it, I was offering a discount. Why not jump on it, right? So, so private lesson packages. I give discounts on uh, sparring gear. Like I'm doing a, a Black Friday sale all all uh, month from November to December. I'm just offering my discounts. Um, I'm encouraging people to buy what they need and and what you know what's required of their curriculum. So I'm giving discounts on their sparring gear packages, right? I also have on all apparel which includes our tabbies, which is our split-toe shoe that we wear, um, our, you know, school T-shirts, uh, our clothing line that we have, whether it be a jacket or a sweatshirt or a hoodie or a ninja shadows kind of stuff. So those are just three. And then I also, here's the one that we've always talked about, you and I, and it's always offering um, people to get a second uniform. When people come to class unprepared, it's most probably because it's in the wash. That's what I always hear, always dirty, it was in the wash. Well, let's take that excuse away and say, listen, Buy yourself a second and a third set, and we'll give it to you at an extreme discount so that you don't ever have this problem anymore. And I know you love to wash the uniform right away. This will also save you time so you don't have to rush every day after class and wash it. Yeah, and let me say this to the naysayers with regards to that. And by the way, that happens on a sign-up day, right? I mean, that's when they're right. signing the bottom line, you want to up, upgrade them to a second uniform right. for 20 30 40% off, whatever. Um, you'll have naysayers say, well – you know, I'm discounting that. Well, yeah, you're right. discounting. Listen, listen, you're discounting it, whether it's even 40% off. Uh, you're going to make a little bit more money. You're helping to, uh, um, you're helping them to get to, 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 to be buying stuff from you. Right. Um, you, you it is a extra service because you are looking out for them. You're not telling them how to, how to do it. You're just looking out right. and saying, hey, you know, most people buy a second uniform. Here's why. And, yeah, since you're signing up today, I want to give it to you at a discount. Um, right. The the other thing is though, you okay. I'm I'm giving it and get, you know I'm selling it for a discount, so I'm not making the full amount of money. Blah 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 blah. But if you, get, if you sell them a size one uniform, and you only sell them one, or you give them a free one when they join, whatever it is, they're going to outgrow that the same time they would have bought a second one anyways. Right. 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 Yeah. So they're going to buy a second one a year from now or six months from now when they outgrow it. Right. And had you upgraded them to buy two, when they go to when they outgrow it, they're more likely to buy two right. at the same time, which you could give them another discount if they buy two at the same time, but yeah. maybe it's only ten percent. 
Right. You see, so I just I want to throw that out there because I know sometimes people say, well, I'm discounting it. They're going to have to buy yeah. another one at some point anyway. Right, they do, yeah. but they're going to outgrow that same size. It's not like they're going to buy a size one right now, and then for the discount, they're going to buy a size two. You're not recommending that. You're right. recommending they right. buy the same size. Yeah, so I just want to clarify that. Well, yeah, like, look, at why do you think they sell socks in packages of three? Not three socks, but three sets of socks. Now they do have a set where they sell three socks because everyone's always losing a sock, so they have that third sock as an extra. Um, there was some fun stuff I saw in Shark Tank with that as well. But you're 100% correct, Wayne. I think that it's important for us to understand that. Um, and and I, this is the problem with um, that old saying, penny-wise dollar foolish, right? You know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to sell this. I paid 20 bucks for it, you know, and I'm going to sell it for 15 I'm losing money. No, you're not. You're making money. Um, you're not making as much money, but you're making money. Even if you sell it at a loss because it sat in inventory for so long, you're still making money because mo- it, it's paid for. Like, it, just look at every department store. They, they list their $100 jeans and they're blowing it out on the blowout shelf for 20, 20 bucks because they know that it's either out of style or people are not in the market anymore, or they it's the wrong season. So they're like, how do I inject more money into my into my cash register or to my checking account? Um, what, and you know, I don't want to hold on to this dead inventory. It's just, and especially if it's been sitting on your shelf for so long, people look at it and go like, no one wants that. It's been sitting there for so long. So my thought is, blow it out and come out with something new, right? You know, they're not selling right. the same Z Cabaret, and people might not even know what the heck this is. Z Cabaretchi jeans and Capizio shoes that were out in the 80s and 90s, they, they might resurface in trending um, in the future, but um, for now, you don't still see them sitting on the shelves. No one's going to buy them. They're going to go, I would never wear that stuff. I'm not going to I'm not right. going to buy a clown, clown mask in the middle of December. You know, it's for Halloween, right? So this is where we shoot ourselves in the foot by not wanting to uh, you know, cut back and take the hit, take the loss. But here's Here's the thing. Remember, um, let's say I bought a hundred. Let's say I just bought ten shirts, and the shirts cost me ten bucks. That cost me a hundred dollars, and I sold five of those shirts at twenty dollars. So right, so I made fifty dollars in profit on five of those shirts. Now I have fifteen left, right? So I've already made some of my money back. Now everything else I sell slowly will make me money. Eventually, I'm going to be totally profitable and have paid for all my merchandise, and I'll still have merchandise sitting on the shelf, right? So the break-even point is not necessarily blowing it all out at the same price, but if I just sell it all out, now I have made the higher profit when I when I was selling it in full retail, the middle profit when I put it on sale, and then the lower profit when I blow it out, even if I took a loss, it's still cash that I'm making, right? And that's where a lot of re- people don't understand this in the martial art business they, because retailers do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right? So um... – yeah, absolutely. So what are some other um, ways so here's we can print our own money? Well, check this out. Here's the thing that most people don't do, right? And this is something that I do. So um, when people join my school and they have a ton of stuff and then they quit the school, they stop training, a lot of times they leave their weapons behind. They, you know, bow staff, sigh, tump a boken, all the things that I sell. And then sometimes they'll say, hey, we no longer need this. You want to, you want, we want to donate it back to the dojo. So then I take it and then I retail it at a discount, so I'll sell used weapons, 
or uh, and so that I'll sell them for like a, a bow staff that's twenty nine dollars. I'll sell it for ten bucks. So the parents that are struggling financially, I mean legitimately struggling, or even penny pinching, however they want to be a saver, um, if it's in good enough shape, they'll purchase these items that have sat in a closet, sat on a shelf, sat in the corner, and I'll blow them out as used weapons. And I always well, it, it, so I sell I sell a lot of those. Yeah, and you know that every school owner, I don't care who you are, every school owner has somebody on on the books who is paying a um a reduced rate or no rate because you're helping them out. Right. Right. And those are the individuals that you can either give those to or sell them at a reduced rate for. So uh, yeah. that is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And you're helping them, right? And now um I even do this with used gear. Like someone grows out of their gear. They're like, Hey, we want to join in our gear. What are they gonna do with it? Their kids' foot grew and their head grew and their hands grew, they can't use it. So they'll say, Hey, um, we'd like to donate this back to the school and then I'll for my time and effort, I don't tell them that. I said, Yeah, and I'll put it out as re- as a sole, a used uh set of fighting gear. And instead of it being full price one sixty nine, they're not like forty bucks, right? And it, it it didn't cost me a penny, right? And it didn't cost anything for me. Are you not hearing? I, it's funny, like I just got a call and I declined it, so then it didn't. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So um, so all these used items I sell. Like if I'm going to get new kick pads and change the logo or get newer upgraded ones, I'll blow the old ones out. I had like twenty hand mitts, hand targets that they were in beat up shape. I mean, holes in them, worn out. Five bucks. I put them on the desk. You know, buy buy it for five bucks and practice at home with it. Doesn't cost you much money. What's five dollars? But it's money being injected into the you know for me to pay bills, me to pay the electric bill, the phone, whatever the case may be. It's profitability that would have never been there, right? So that's one, right? I'll also blow out all you know DVDs, CDs, uh, videos, um, books that I have. I'll sell them at twenty five percent off. I'm selling that. Um, I do. Here's another quick thing. Most people, I don't know if we, people do this, but in my school, I have leadership team. They wear a blue top. When I buy the gi, they get the blue top and not the pants because they wear their black pants. So I keep all these blue pants. I don't really have a need for them. So I have it right here. I blow them out. It says blue gi pants and as pajama pants or beat around the house pants. Five bucks. And I have par- parents that will say, oh, I'll take one of those. I work in the yard. Or I'm going to use oh, that matches the color of my scrubs that I wear or I'm going to just wear those as PJs, you know, and, and be, for five bucks, you could buy them for a rag if you wanted to, to dry your car. It's still something that I would have had sitting on the shelf and I wouldn't have made money on. It would have never sold. It would have been a waste of income, right? So that's just another item that I do. Make sense? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, perfect sense. And so how about this? And I know this is a given. Everybody always know, already knows this, but but we got to throw this out there. You have your regular tuition, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the way that you're. That's the way that you're first printing your money, really. Right. And the only way that you can print more money on that tuition is are a few things. One, you got to get more people buying. Right. Right. You have to have more students. The, right. The other thing is. Uh, you you would you would raise your price. So rather than charging $100 a month, now you're at $120 a month. That's the way you print more right. money uh, with regards right. to that. The other thing are, you know, uh, upgrades or add-ons. So you have your upgrade membership, Black Boat Club, Leadership, Storm, whatever it is. Right. Okay. Um, so those, those are your upgrade uh, memberships or your add-on memberships, whatever you call them. Maybe it's only ten dollars more per month, 
and then you decide, ah, you know what, I'm going to raise the price now. It's $20 more per month for all the new people, right? Anybody else that gets in there. So that's another way. So. Right. Are you, are you getting feedback on your line? I'm not. Yeah, I keep hearing feedback on, on mine. That's weird, right? Okay. Sometimes that happens. So, so, um, so yeah, I agree with you. And then you could even discount out those type of programs, right? So let's just say an upgrade in my school is $25 a month for Black Belt Club, right? So 25 bucks right. a month to become a Black Belt Club member. I'll sell it at 50% off, $12.50 a month. So now I here's the thing, and they know that it's just a special for the year. They're in the Black Belt Club now. They know they're going to get the yearly discount, so they'll jump on it. But then they know the following year it's going to go up to normal price. So you gave a little bit off. Yeah, you lost money on the first year. Well, you didn't really lose money, right? Because you gained twelve fifty a month. Um, but um, but you uh, didn't get full price. But now you're going to have them for all the years that they stay at the full Black Belt Club price or the leadership team price or whatever it is that you're charging for. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to yeah. uh, you know basically inject you know, about the uh, uh, regular programs and add-ons and stuff first, you know, with regards to that, N just not even, uh, you know, the other other things that we're going to talk about. But I just I wanted to make sure everybody knows that those are options, those are opportunities. Man, I, I, every time I talk, I'm getting feedback. Okay. Um, well, why don't you try to you fix that ahead. if you want to. talking. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to. I'm talking. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my actual plug-in headset because it, it's okay. these Bluetooth okay. things. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so so for those listening right now, the, the key, of course, is to understand that we have to first, number one, get over the fear, get rid of the baggage by being afraid to ask for a sale, to ask for retail sales. Now, this is an interesting thing. So some of those guys that are touting, you know, $30,000 in sales, they're talking about themselves selling like a, a lifetime membership for maybe ten grand, right? And um, so let, let's just say someone who knows their kid's going to continue or they're going to stick with it, or a black belt membership, meaning that they pay up until they get their black belt. So as long as you present them with a discount and it saves them money in the long run, then they're going to, if they have that kind of disposable income, they're going to jump on it, right? Or if they have they just got a huge refund of money on their uh, tax return or they're expecting some money on their tax return, then uh, then what I suggest is that, you know, they maybe ask them. You know, you, you never know um, what people will do unless you ask, right? You never know if they're going to go for package three on the sparring gear for $150 more unless you ask. You're never going to know if they will do a lifetime membership or a black belt club membership or black belt membership that's six grand. And they may come in with a big, thick envelope and six grand in cash for you. Um, and uh, you have that injection of money that you can put in the bank, in the CD, in the savings, pay down a loan, et cetera, et cetera. So there's so many other things you could do. Um, I, I blow out summer camp special deals. I blow out winter camp deals during the holidays so that they could buy them at a discounted rate. Um, I, uh, I do a discount because I have a $69.99 one-month special with the uniform. I have that that I'm selling that to students only for forty nine ninety nine if they want to buy it for a non training student. Right? It's only for new members, they active it's for and it's only to be able to be purchased from an active member. You know, meaning like right. if their kids are in school, they can buy it. I won't 
sell it to an outsider for forty nine ninety nine, like they just walked in the door and they don't have any relatives, right? It has to be purchased as a gift for someone. Um, yeah, so there's so many things that you know we we can do, and you know here's the thing: I was just talking to um, a client of mine, and we we're saying like we we're setting goals for the future: short-term, mid-term, long-term goals, and um, so his long-term goals or short-term goals are to go on a few vacations a year. So he says, but I said, what's holding you back? And he says, it's the income. I said, so why don't we allocate a specific activity, and that will be your vacation fund. So let's do five um, parents' night out slash seminars slash special events a year, and let's promote the heck out of them, do something interesting that people are going to be knocking down the doors to do. And then at that point, um, let's use that money to fuel your vacation goal. Right. And, you know, so you're not taking money out of your savings. You're not taking money out of your income, but you're doing this extra above and beyond activity to create income, to print income. Like I used to, um, I'm not bragging in any way about this, but when I was uh, younger, I always wanted to have a Corvette. So I set my goal to buy a Corvette. And I said, when I have X amount of students, I'll buy the Corvette. I did that. Then I, you know, of course, I, why would I stop there? Like a smart investor. I said, well, I want a Viper now, a Dodge Viper SRT10. So I said, when I hit X amount of students, I'm going to buy a Viper. And I hit those students, but I didn't buy the Viper right away. I waited five years. I kept talking myself out of it. This was a big $100,000 car. Um, but uh, eventually, five years went by, and I had grown my doji to a certain level. I allocated, because the payments were like grand a month or something like that. I allocated 10 students that were going to be 10 of those people. They were called the, the Viper people, right? Like the ones that helped me pay that bill. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying students are money and money is, you know, that's all I care about. But I was able to say, okay, once I hit this level, I put that money towards this goal, this dream, this desire. So what is it that you want to do or what people want to do out there that are maybe holding off on because money is an issue? Why don't we set up a plan of action to be able to make that income? That's what we talk about when Dwayne and I are chatting. We're chatting here about making and printing your own money. That's basically what I'm talking about. Start a new club. Start an instructor training course that you've never done. You know, start a leadership team. Start a – do parents' night outs. Do special seminars. Do self-defense events like you do with COBRA and other things like that. And, and allocate that money towards your goals or paying down debt or whatever you want to achieve. But you got to print your own money by coming up with the idea, promoting the idea, making the idea a success, and then taking that money from that success and putting it towards whatever you allocated it to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. So what yep. do you think, though, because I see this all the time, simple, right? Like, I mean, it's pretty simple. I know you have to have some sort of clientele, right? You can't have no students. Um, well, yeah, right? that's but, the deal. That's, yeah, so, like, okay, last month, one thing that we did was we did our zombie nerf wars. We right. sold out uh, within a week and a half. And really, I should have had two nights. We should have done two different nights of zombie nerf wars. Um, okay. I usually do. I just didn't do that this year. Um, so let's see. We had uh, 26 people times $20. That was $520 night. Okay. For two hours. Yeah, there you go. You know, that's about right? what my plane tickets were to Florida. Right. So like so that's what you would put it towards, like whatever, or put it towards, uh, you know, a Christmas presents for your beautiful wife, you know, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So yeah, we yeah, got we, uh, we got to this month. We've got like a parents' night out coming up. Uh, uh, not this Friday, but the following Friday, and it's for four hours. It's from six to ten. There's going to be pizza involved. Um, you know, it is. What is it? Uh, we're, we're letting fifty people come in, and it's twenty bucks. So that's a thousand dollar night if if we get all fifty. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you know what? What's interesting? We just did a Halloween party too, and I I had like around sixty kids, and we charged thirty bucks. So here's another thing too is, um, I just watched. I love 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 the show, um, but with Marcus Lemonis called The Prophet, right? So he's yeah. I, the guy that just a recent episode was with this guy who sells coconut water. And I saw him on the on the um, Shark Tank, and he didn't get an investor. Um, but uh, so he did this whole episode with Marcus Lemonis, and um, at one point he shows like how to measure your sales, uh, you know, and the right price. So he says, you know, we're selling coconut water at fourteen ninety nine for a coconut, and you only sell ten. And then you sell the other one, and you sell it at twelve ninety nine, and you sold twenty. And then the next one you sell it at. Ten ninety nine, and you sold fifty. But then you sell the other one at four ninety nine, and you'll find that even though you went lower, you would think you'd sell more. It doesn't always work that way, right? So sometimes you find the sweet spot that's in the middle that people feel comfortable with, and they don't feel like devaluing the service. Thinking like if they're giving it away for four for four dollars, it's not worth anything, right? So he basically measured out the costs on what it should be to be able to see what the going rate people would pay like what they felt the value was and what they were getting, right? So I think sometimes we undersell our parents' night out. Like think about it. You're doing four hours, right? Four hours for $20. That's $5 an hour. They couldn't even pay a babysitter for that fee, right? Babysitters get 15 bucks an hour nowadays, and they don't do anything but play on their phone and eat your food. They're not right. doing an event. They're not giving them food. You know, you're paying for the babysitter's food, in fact, right? So – um, so sometimes we could just say, hey, listen, I'm going to raise my price just a little bit more, $25 for the next parent night out, and see if people just say okay. And if they do, you'll kick yourself in the butt and go, I should have charged more. Here's, here's a uh, – uh, this is one I took from you, uh, and I'm, I was going to try to look up the, the, the actual report. But from what I remember, um, we, well, we started selling bottles of water. Right. Right. Selling bottles mm-hmm. of water. I think we made close to four hundred, close to four hundred dollars last year just selling bottles of water. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And I, I know. And, and that's pure profit. I mean, I right. I buy them for I buy a case of twenty four for two ninety nine. Right. I, I put our label on it over the label. I mean, I don't remove right. the, the actual label, right? And yeah. Then we sell them for a buck. Yeah. So, so that, isn't that interesting? That's, so a, like that's a monthly the, car payment, right? So that's one of your car exactly. payments uh, uh, down for that right. year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like when you think about all the things that you could be doing to literally print money, because people are probably leaving your school and going to 7-Eleven or the local de- deli or whatever and buying a drink, right? So um, we, we sell hundreds of dollars a, a month in drinks at our school. Um, I have a drink machine. You put the money in, and 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 it, uh, you know, you have to put the money in, and it pays. Like people can't reach into the refrigerator. At my other school, I have a refrigerator where they reach into. I'm always losing money. People are definitely stealing drinks. My staff drinks drinks all the time. Um, but at the same time, though, the other machine is profitable. I'm making a few hundred bucks a month times. Let's just pretend I made $150 a month on drink sales. That's you know, 
$1,800 a year. That's like one student's tuition extra. That could go towards my daughter's college fund. I could pay off a credit card. I could then take my vacations with that, right? Yep. So, yep. Or, you know, so it really all depends. So we have to start getting in the mindset of, of the retail operations side of our business. Yeah, here's another way. Um, and, and I like to, honestly, I like to do things that produce later on. Um, and right. so, you know, obviously the, the whole water deal, I don't want to get into all of it, but let's, I want you to understand that, that just having that water available, the people that are already used to purchasing it will know that it's there and re, and repurchase it. The other piece to that is when new people come in, you need to give them a coupon or something for their first water bottle free, their second one half price, you know, like that type of thing or whatever it is, just so that they get used to knowing that it's there and, 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 and buying it. The other, the yeah. other thing is, what, um, and I, we'll move off of the water, is uh, like, so last year, about this time, I sold a sparring camp, and right. it was it was a eight week sparring camp. They came in and did a half an hour on Tuesday, a half an hour on Thursday. Okay. I videotaped, I, and and part of it was, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get the live training, but you're also gonna get the videos for it, right? Okay. So I like that's that. My spark you. Spark University, so I recorded all of them. I put them in there. They're in my Spark University. Now, those people that paid the 99 bucks, and I only took 12 people. So those people that paid the 99 bucks, they paid me 12, or they, they paid me, yeah, they, uh, 12 people, 99 bucks. They did the, they did the course. They have access to that course. As long as they stay a student, they have access to that course, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then what I've done is now, when somebody moves into the intermediate class and they now are learning sparring for us, I give them an opportunity to buy that course and add it into their um, online curriculum and, and inside of their app because we have the Spark, uh, we have our own branded app. Um, so they can, they can actually buy that course and then they get access to that. And so they buy the, they, they buy, I think it's like, I don't know, Thirty-nine dollars to mm-hmm. buy a twelve twelve video course on sparring. Right. Wow, that's great. I mean, so look at there you go. You, somehow an idea becomes a thing, and now that thing is being sold in perpetuity to not only to the people who attended that event, but to other members that are coming in that have not had that opportunity to be there at that time, and you're still selling it. I love it. I think that's great. And. So yeah, and now it is it is evergreened, meaning that it'll always be there. Those sparring right. concepts and drills will not change. It's not like somebody's going to come up with a new one that is going to be uh, different than the ones that I taught. You, you know right. what I'm saying? So like when I developed right. those twelve classes, I developed that in mind that I wanted to I wanted this to be uh, evergreened, where it would would always be available. Uh, right, if that makes sense. Totally. So, I did the same thing uh, this summer. We had uh, I sold an event for uh, Sword, mm-hmm. so it was an eight week, eight week, two times a you know a week uh, type thing, and the Sword. Now that one's more right. expensive. Uh, what I do is if they buy uh, 
I got three different swords that they can buy. If they buy these three different swords from me, then I give them the video course for free. Right, right. That's awesome. I love and I did this real quickly. I did the same thing with uh, last summer. I did the same thing with bow staff. Is mm-hmm. I did an eight week bow staff course. Remember, I don't know if you remember this. We talked about this. I, I wanted a grill. I wanted to finally right. get one of those really you know expensive grills. And uh, I was like, I need two thousand dollars. So I put that together. Yeah, you see, and that's that's what I mean. That's exactly where we have the legal right to print. I mean, hey, listen, I mean, that sounds silly, right? We're printing money. We're really not. We're coming up with an idea that is... We're offering a service. Yeah, right? Well, it's just like any other entrepreneurial idea, whether it be an app that makes people track. Like I have a on my phone, I, I, um, I used to, because I'm a diabetic, I take my sugar every morning and every evening, right? I have to prick my finger and... You know, I had an app, and I'd have to slide it into this little thing. Now I have an app that goes in my phone. I plug it into my phone, and, I, and it, the phone app is amazing because it tracks my sugar by the day, does monthly overhaul, two, three months. It shows me my A1C3, that one there for, you know, the three-month average. So this is an idea that someone came up with that fit a need and made it better, and they sold it, and, and millions of people are using it and benefiting from it. So. This is where I think that a lot of times school owners are not focused enough on this type of thing. So, um, you know, yes, what can we sell over the holidays because people are ready to spend? I mean, that's what I honestly, I've lost motivation. This year I don't feel it yet, but last year I lost motivation for the holidays. I just didn't want to do it. Like I felt like I was forced to buy stuff, like because I, it's the holidays. I got to buy you a gift, them a gift, my daughter five gifts, my fiance, like, why? Like, they don't even need it. I found myself walking around the mall looking for stupid things to buy so I could put it yeah. under the tree. Things that they're going to go, oh, that was cute. I can't believe you got me a little statue of a pig with a hat. Like, you know, there's nothing that they're ever going to use, maybe not even display. Ridiculous stuff, right? You know, so we were in this kind of mindset, though, and we're forced to do it. So why not put things in place in front of people that are beneficial to them? Like, like I told the one mom, don't buy sparring gear now. Buy it and put it under the tree. Like, you know, you only got a month and a half to go. Why not kill two objects with one one stone, right? You know, get rid of two tasks at once. So it's very important for us to sell and tell people. Like, you need your bow staff. Like, I just sent out text messages. We have a weapon called a Maginata. It's a bow staff with a sword on the end of it. You know, it's like a spear, but it's got a samurai curved blade, almost like a halberd in Chinese uh, martial arts. Ours is called a Naginata. Um, and uh, I just reached out to four of my black belt candidates that are testing in January and said to the parents, I don't remember, do you have one or not? But if you don't, I'm going to be placing an order. And then I reached out to a few other brown belts and I got like five people. It's not a cheap weapon either. It's, it costs a lot of money. It's like $130 because it's custom handmade wood. Um, and uh, I got like a few people that already said, yeah, let's order it. I just got to pick out the color just by asking. Right? right? Well, I could have waited around, and they would have waited around, and they would have forgot about it, and we would have never sold it. Let's get it during the holidays and bump sales. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely makes sense. And so um, I, I just, you know, I want to throw that out there, that there obviously there, you know, you, you, you have different events that you can do on a monthly basis. Uh, I, I, I would recommend throwing in some free events as well, um, you know, that you're not looking for money. Uh, but, but the paid events, you, sh- you know, you should not be scared to do those. 
Um, you know, like even next month, we, and this is an annual thing for us, next month we have our board breaking uh, night. It's the last Friday of the month that we're open, uh, which is the 20th. So we do a, a two-hour board breaking class. And the cool thing is, like, we spend the first hour and a half working on the techniques. Wow, you know, cool. Each, uh, each uh, level, meaning beginners, advanced, intermediate, junior black belt, black belt, and even our little ninjas and stuff, uh, they have three different breaks they have to do. And so we spend an hour and a half working, actually more like a, an hour and 15 minutes working on those. And then we get back together in one room. And uh, we, I have three different rings that are set up, and we do their first break. You know, so I'll go to ring one. They do their first break. I'll go to ring two, ring wow. three. And I have one of the, one of the instructors will be uh, uh, putting it on our channel, uh, excuse me, our Facebook. They do a face, we do a Facebook Live with it. So if anybody, right. you know, not there, they can watch it. But then I also take pictures of every single break. And then I get those wow. pictures. Uh, I put them in a Dropbox. And then I get uh, give them access to that Dropbox, and so they can right. download that picture uh, and have it um, at no cost. And then, of course, at the end of the year, I tell them I delete the, the Dropbox, so they don't have access to it anymore. Right. Um, but I, I impose our logo on it and everything. Uh, and then I use cool. pictures for different different promotions and stuff like that as well. Yeah. But that's a that's an easy event. You know, we spend. I think we charge twenty bucks uh, for that event. It's not that expensive. That's great. We cap it out at 55 people, and it's a blast. I mean, there's people cheering, and, you know, so we don't make a lot of money at that event uh, because I, I am full staffed at that event. But yeah. it's, 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 it's a way to end the new year, or excuse me, end the old year, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, no, that's a great thing. And listen, not everything is all about making a ton of money, too. Like, you know, like certain events, you know, you may want to encourage a certain – let's say, for example – um, you have a leadership team that's really dead, right? You know, and you really want to pump it up, right? It's not going to get pumped up if there are two people in it. So how do we get more people in it? Well, maybe we'll say the first five people to sign up get it for, you know, if it's 50 bucks a month for $12 a month, right? First five only, and then stick to it, you know, five. And then now we have those five. Now the next 10 get it for, you know, $20 a month. Like if you want to encourage growth in a certain segment of the school, like a, a client of mine um, runs an Aikido school and he does a wilderness retreat every year. Um, and uh, he goes up into the mountains and they train. Um, he literally starts selling his retreat for the following year at a discounted rate at the retreat when it's ending. And he's like, if you want to That's come cool. next year, you have to blast. Sell, you know, you could sign up now. Here's the link. Boom. People are literally in their cabins or their, their rooms signing up. Um, and uh, we've been doing that, and we do sales throughout the year. We have a big banner in his lobby. He has a, a website for it, um, and uh, he he gets to go away, have a blast with his students, and makes you know a bunch of money, and um, and he has a great time. So I mean, so it's really like, when are you going to talk about it? What can you do? So let me let me throw a few other things out real quick. Like I have um, I have a parent member sale. So, like, if a parent wants to join, I'm doing it normally at $69.99 for a month with a uniform. This one is $39.99 to encourage more parents to come in in case they want to try it. Maybe a mom might say, hey, I want my husband to lose some weight, you know, or the mom wants to get in shape and learn self-defense. The husband could then buy that for the – for the or the, the husband or the spouse could buy it for their, you know, their significant other. Um, we also do a, um, a discount for um, – for uh, 
kickboxing gear. We don't even have a kickboxing program. I actually canceled that program because it just wasn't my cup of tea. But I'm blowing out all the items. I'm blowing out the gloves. I'm blowing out the wraps. I'm blowing out the shirts for like ridiculously low prices because they're not going to, they're just going to sit in a box in the back of the room. Right. Right. So my goal is, of course, is to get them to, you know, no longer just be sitting there and wasting time. And then we also put out a table with all, like, a, it's a sale table with all the markdown items, the items that are really cheap, stocking stuffers, wrapping paper with Santa Claus in, in a karate uniform that I once bought from Century. I bought a ton of them, so I have some left. Um, you know, the uh, DVDs and CDs that I haven't sold in a while, they all go on the sales table. People say, oh, that's a great stocking stuffer. That's a cool idea, you know, that, and they they buy items that way as well. So, yeah, there's so many ways for us to get out of that retail fear mindset or that saying that uh, I don't want to be a sellout. Like, you know, I don't I don't know if Starbucks, and we talked about this last week, would go like, I'm not going to sell anything but coffee. But they have coffins, scones, breakfast foods, lunch foods. They have CDs. They have mints. They have shirts, cups hats, bags of coffee, like the list goes on and on and on. So if someone's in there going like, well, I didn't buy my mom a gift for the birthday. Let me grab five of these while they're getting their Starbucks, right? You know, or they just want to get stuff, right? So we have to start to change our mindset on it and um, remember how we can print money. Yeah, any other uh, printing money uh, opportunities? I mean, there's a million out there, honestly, right? So like so many of the birthday things parties. that like, yeah, birthday parties is another one. We just did a birthday party. Let me look at one somebody, one of the parents. I just got. I'm in the text message thread, which I hate. I don't know why they put me in it. It's with the guy who's running it, but I'm getting like text messages. Should I bring this? Should I do that? But the party we just sold was um, four ninety nine. Is the cost of the party? Is the party package that they paid four hundred ninety nine dollars? Um, it, it, you know, it's a great thing. And, yeah, maybe we'll get some other kids to try it out that maybe want classes. But I, I know that that's a, a tough draw um, for me to do a birthday party, bring in these students. So sometimes it doesn't work out for me, but we offer it anyway. And if we get one or two, that's a, that's golden. But we're going to make a few hundred bucks for a, a two-hour party. Doing yeah, you know, the other thing along with that is uh, I, 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 uh, I tag the individuals that come to those parties. Like, if they come to a – nerf party um they're tagged in my system that they came to right. a nerf party so right then i i will uh uh advertise to them for our nerf camps our zombie right. nerf wars uh same right. thing with if they come to a, a a jedi party or whatever or a ninja party or what uh yeah. so those are other opportunities so that you could actually talk their language you know to that yeah. specific person yeah, because, hey, listen, maybe the parent doesn't want their kid to do full-time martial arts, and it might right. be a sibling, too, um, but they love coming to your Halloween party or your Nerf Wars. They, the kid just enjoys that, but he doesn't have a desire or she doesn't have a desire to do ninjutsu or martial arts or whatever style. So, But they will if you promote to them. Why don't we promote to them more often and, and put them in there? Another real cool thing, too, is and this is an idea that we did years ago. I haven't done it in a long time. But um, we did a, a gold gold card, and it was five schools, friends of mine with different locations, and um, we all hosted this thing called the Seminar Gold. Um, in fact, I think I have the card. Let me see if I have it. But anyway, what it was was that um, people could buy uh, a series of seminars where we brought in world-renowned teachers, and um, we had 
seven of them a year and they could pick any five of the seven or six of them a year, any five of them. And instead of paying full price for it, um, they got an extreme discount to come to these seminars. So we made up a really cool, I'm going to try to find it. It's in here somewhere. Along with, check this out. This was my training card for Jerome Mackey when I was first started, when I was four years old, I believe it was. Oh, wow. I had a card back when, 1969 was my card there. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was an amazing school that they had that stuff down, that technology way back when, back in the day. I don't have it here, but, but yeah, it was a pretty cool idea and we discounted it and sold it and, um, and had like probably between the five schools, we probably had 150 people signed up and then we pooled the money, paid all the master instructors to come in and split the profits. So think about that as a coupon booklet. You could buy a hundred dollar coupon booklet. Let's pretend you charge $30 a special event at your school, and you can include it all, and they, they pay $100 for, for five events. So it's discounted by 50 bucks, but they get to rip the coupon out and come to any event that you hold, that kind of yep. stuff. There's so many ideas, right, that we can do. Um, so it's just endless. Yeah, I think we gave some uh, some decent uh, ideas, and, and I just want to um... – uh, remind everybody, listen, if you're listening to this on the podcast or online and you have any other ideas, like if you're uh, watching this on the Facebook page, throw some other ideas down in the comment section. And or if you're at schoolownertalk.com and uh, you're listening to it there, feel free to uh, do that as well. That would be great. Um, and then <laughs> make sure that uh, you know you take a look at the other you know different podcasts that we have. Uh, there are, uh, if you go to schoolownertalk.com and you're, if there's a search uh, section on there, all you have to do is click on that and type in your topic. And uh, if you type in marketing, if you type in sales, if you type in uh, leads or, or you know, systems or whatever that you're trying to, to, just type it in. And then the other, those those specific ones will start to pop up so you can take a listen to the things that you specifically want to learn as well. That's interesting because uh, Brett had said that to me, and I, I threw that out at you this morning, not knowing we even had that feature. So that feature is there. So, like, if someone's looking for special events, they can just type in the keyword, and the keyword will pull up most of the calls that we've done with those topics. So that's pretty awesome. So they have a 200-something 50, right? Is it, what do we have? 225. 225 different calls on various topics that they could listen to. Um, just recently, I had a guy say to me, I think I told you this the other, a few other calls ago, but he said, like, um, I finally made it through every one of your calls. I listen literally every single day when I'm cleaning my school, driving to my school. He's like a huge fan of our podcast, and, uh, and you know, he just loves it. He goes, oh, it's just such great information. <clears throat> Pretty exciting that we are able to uh, share this with people. Yeah, and I'd like to just uh, do do a, a shameless plug here. I would ask, uh, you know, the only way that this information is going to get out, because uh, Allie and I are not charging for this information. We're not, um, you know, actively, uh, uh, you know, paying anything to get on anything else, uh, you know, right. like different forums or, or whatever. We just ask that you share this uh, website, you know, or, or podcast with other school owners that you know that think they could benefit from that. Uh, so that they could yeah. you know, listen to it on a regular basis, that type of thing. So we just ask your help with that, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, very cool, Dwayne. So we'll close it up. We'll be on next week, right? What do we have? Next week is uh, 
Next the last week, week before not, the holidays. So, right, yeah. The right. following week is oh. holiday weekend. Are you closed on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday? No, like so how many days are you off? There, Wednesday uh, well, through Monday. Wednesday through yeah, I'll be reopening on that Monday. Yeah. Yeah, so we're closed Thursday through that Monday. So you got one more day on me, but our schedule is different. I understand why you do it so that your people are equally, uh, um, you know, uh, able to take off and so on. So uh, cool. So we're on for next week. Then we'll probably skip the following week and back on the week after that. Yeah, and then I would say we'll probably do uh, three weeks for that week, and then we'll be uh, uh, I'll be done yeah. for two weeks. So I won't I won't right. be on the call for two weeks. We'll take yep, and then we'll be taking a break for the holidays. So awesome. Very cool, dude. You have a great day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the call, and um, hopefully they could check them out, check us out on iTunes and, and all of that. And, um, we'll oh, yeah. talk to everybody. Spotify please. and everything, yeah. Uh huh. All right, you have an amazing day. All right, you too, man. Bye. All right, take care. Bye.